0: to the best of the Church's music for the season of Lent at LutheranPublicRadio.org Sacred music for the season of Lent LutheranPublicRadio.org This is for all the lonely
1: people
2: Life is past them by. Have you heard about the loneliness epidemic? Maybe you've not only heard of it, maybe you're part of it. It's also called the friendship I recession. So why is it that, especially among young people and young men, it's harder and harder to find friends? And what does the church have that not only provides an opportunity for friendship, but actually for the kind of friendship that Jesus offers that the world cannot give. Greetings, and welcome to Issues Etc. live on this Friday afternoon, February the 16th. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We're going to be talking with Pastor Lance O'Donnell about friendship and loneliness. We'll spend some time with Dr. Jordan Cooper discussing the presence of Jesus' body and blood in the sacrament of the altar. Then an hour from now, we'll study the hymn of the day for Ash Wednesday, From "Depth of Woe, I Cry to Thee. Our guest will be Dr. Arthur Just. Pastor Lance O'Donnell is pastor of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Nekonowomack, Wisconsin. He made a presentation at Concordia Theological Seminary Symposia titled Rediscovering Philadelphia, the Importance of Friendship in the 21st Century, Congregational Mission, and Pastoral Formation. Lance, welcome. It's good to be with you. What is the friendship recession?
1: Americans are much lonelier and without friends than they were even— very recently historically, and it has significant impact across a whole swath of important aspects.
2: How does the friendship recession especially affect young men?
1: The research shows that young men have significantly fewer friends than they did even not too long ago. There's a a recent report by the American Enterprise Institute said that the number of close friends for young men has reduced from 55. So if you have six close friends in 1990, now 55% of men had six close friends in 1990. That percentage is now 27%. The percentage of men without any close friends jumped from 3% to 15% since 1990. So when you're trying to have a life and the support that comes with the challenges of life, increasingly men don't have anybody to draw upon to help them. It's a massive social problem.
2: Do we know what has caused this friendship recession?
1: There are a multitude of factors, it appears, that contribute to the friendship recession. The the breakdown of the family, for sure, is one. The reduced birth rate, so smaller families, has a significant impact. Technology, of course, has a significant impact. And perhaps most of all decreased participation in the life of the church which is a significant factor in in reversing this and for which the church has the true solution to the problem of loneliness
2: what was aristotle's insight into friendship
1: well for the basic definition of friendship for aristotle is reciprocal goodwill and he had you know three basic kinds of friendship there were Friendships of pleasure, friendships of utility, and the highest form of friendship for Aristotle is the friendship of virtue, where people cultivate character among themselves. But even in that, there's a reciprocal nature to friendship in Aristotle that is, and it's quite different with the friendship that Jesus describes.
2: So how should we understand Jesus' idea and practice of friendship?
1: the jesus definition of friendship i think we can draw largely from john 15 15 where jesus says no longer do you i call you servants or slaves but i have called you friends for all that the father has given me i have revealed to you so friendship for jesus is the revealing of
2: oneself how does loneliness affect the body
1: loneliness affects the body in incredibly significant ways. The 2023 U.S. Surgeon General's advisory, it's called Our Epidemic of Loneliness and Isolation, notes that being lonely is more dangerous for the body than, for example, smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It's more, being lonely is more dangerous than drinking six drinks a day. It's more dangerous than being physically inactive. Being lonely is more dangerous for the body than being fat or air pollution. It's kind of stunning,
2: actually. How does lowliness affect the soul?
1: Well, without the word of God, the soul perishes, and the scriptures are clear about that. It's a great text to think about, especially as we enter into Lent here. The first temptation of Jesus is, uh, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus quotes, of course, Deuteronomy he says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. That proceeds from the mouth of god so to have the word of god to have christ is to have life and if you don't well if you don't you don't have
2: life what then is the relationship between church membership and loneliness
1: the research suggests and i think it's it's fascinating todd to see because you see this both in organizations that are on the right and on the left those who are active participants in church life are significantly happier and healthier and less lonely than those who than those who do not participate that is so active participation in church life those folks in and, and by that you know they mean not just worship once a month but if you go to the weekly divine service if you participate in some way in the church's life of mercy and go for example to the midweek lenten service you are significantly more likely to be happy and healthy in body and soul than if you don't do such a thing.
2: It has to be more than just a correlation that people who attend services tend to show those benefits. What is the theological cause of the connection between church membership and a lack of loneliness?
1: We are body and soul beings. We are designed for eternal body and soul communion with God and one another. And so when we are active, participating in the divine service, hearing God's word, receiving his gifts with other people, helping to serve with one another, we are being the human beings that we're designed to be. And so it's natural in the greatest sense of the word that we're healthier when we do those things.
2: How then does does a Christian congregation foster true friendship?
1: You hold the divine service weekly. You give God's gifts to people. You give good solid preaching that presents Christ and him crucified and risen for the sins of the world. You have the Lord's supper, which is the most intimate act of divine friendship, this side of heaven. And then you you live out, you, you've received the gift of forgiveness in life and then you give it, you help other people. You have a food pantry, you volunteer. I mean, the research is also interesting that church people tend to be more involved in their communities, in the life of the community. And those who are involved in the life of the community are also healthier, happier, more vibrant.
2: We hear from young listeners who, and it's remarkable how consistent the message is. And that is they deeply appreciate Sunday morning. They deeply appreciate all the opportunities of Bible study and, and worship the congregations offer, but they are looking for, for lack of a better word, more social interaction within their congregation. What are your thoughts?
1: I totally agree. And that, you know, we're doing this research has really impacted my thinking about the organizing to help people be human. You know, we started 4 or 5 years ago we started doing an event that we an event we call Reformation Tap Society so it's a beer and theology event at a local microbrew. We have a very robust food pantry here that increasingly people from the community are are coming in as volunteers. Those those type of things and we're we're trying to find some ways to connect moms and young tots and what it seems to be that the research is suggesting both big picture data and anecdotal is that the church will do well to do the extra work to create opportunities for people to connect and to facilitate social connection. It's what used to happen naturally, I think, the church is going to have to take up the task of organizing things to help people and that it will be immense value to them, body and soul.
2: There is a generation in our Lutheran tradition, quickly passing away, who remember a time when that was just part and parcel of being a member of a church. That it was not just, not to diminish it at all, but it was not simply a Sunday morning experience, word and sacraments, all vitally necessary, but it was also a family. Should we draw upon that generation, given their time is increasingly limited, to restore some of those things that they grew up with in the congregation?
1: I think it's a great idea. I know that there's a man in Wisconsin here who is trying to reinvigorate, I think his own version of the Walter league. I think he's calling it the youth Lutheran young professionals association. I don't know that that's the best name for it, but absolutely. I'm struck. We've been, we've done a podcast, a congregationally based podcast now for a couple of years. And we've interviewed some, some older members of the congregation. I'm struck by how many of my older members met at a dance. (laughs) And you know, I know there's uh, Michael Larson, I think, who is at Luther Memorial in Shorewood who has an active campus ministry. They teach ballroom dance over there as a way to help people meet and learn a skill, which I think is a great idea.
2: Finally then, how would you summarize both your pastoral concerns, but also your pastoral hope for the crisis of friendship and loneliness among Christians?
1: Well, the research is clear that regardless of age or generation that people who are active participants in church life are significantly healthier in body and soul and so the the answer for me is that church needs to be who we always have been solid in worship and beauty and active in helping to care for our friends and neighbors and if we will do those things and call one another to participate in this life we will thereby be a light shining in the darkness.
2: Pastor Lance O'Donnell is senior pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. He made a presentation at Concordia Theological Seminary Symposia titled Rediscovering Philadelphia, The Importance of Friendship in the 21st Century Congregational Mission and Pastoral Formation. Lance, thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. We will talk about the presence of Jesus' body and blood in the sacrament of the altar with Dr. Jordan Cooper of Just and Sinner right after this. What does it mean to inwardly digest God's Word? Find out in Pastor Will Whedon's column in the latest Issues Etc. Journal. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. John Warwick Montgomery tells his story of finding confessional Lutheranism to be the most scripturally faithful theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. Join Lutherans for Life at the For Such a Time as This Lutheran Adoption
1: Conference. April 10th and 11th in Houston, Texas. Enjoy the testimony and talents of Dove Award-winning musician and adoptee Mark Schultz. Discover expert information and exciting opportunities, and experience the fellowship and celebration, the 2024 Lutheran Adoption Conference, April 10th and 11th in Houston. Find out more and register at lutheransforlife.org conferences.
0: For your next family vacation, consider Our Beach House. A charming three-bedroom vacation rental on beautiful Siesta Key. Just off Sarasota, Florida, Siesta Key Beach, consistently voted America's best, is just 100 steps away. Whether you're watching the sunset over the Gulf of Mexico or frolicking in the warm surf, you and your family will fall in love with Siesta Key. Check us out at siestakeyrentalgenie.com or call Virginia at 941-266-1858
1: your lifeline to the Lutheran worldview, you're listening to Issues Etc. Our school is committed to authentic Lutheranism, the entire Book of Concord, and indeed to authentic Lutheranism as it has continued to be confessed and practiced through the centuries, right up into our own time.
2: Dr. Cameron McKenzie, Chairman of the Department of Historical Theology at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana.
1: We're committed then to biblical, confessional Christianity and Lutheranism and applying it to the world of today in as effective a way as we
2: can. You can find out more about studying for the pastoral ministry at Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, at ctsfw.edu, ctsfw.edu, or call 1-800-481-2155. Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana.
1: Memoria Press is a worldwide leader in the publishing of classical Christian education. We have everything you need for students in kindergarten through 12th grade, and our materials can be used in any classroom setting to suit your needs. If you're interested in learning more, visit them at memoriapress.com and use the coupon code LPR24 to save $5 at checkout. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time.